It's no longer really an opportunity or choice, it's an imperative. To telling the story, how do we make sure that um, you know we're taking full advantage of any and all assets that are on the, the grid and at customer premises? Welcome everyone to the EI360 podcast. My name is Sandy Coughlin and I'm joined here with David Swink. David, we're continuing our discussion on DERMs and VPPs. And today, the, the discussion really centers on interoperability and the importance of, of uh, interoperability on the grid. Um, we have a really great guest that we've been trying to get on for a long time. We finally convinced him. <laughs> We're grateful he's here. Um, he is the director of Smart City and Infrastructure Solutions at Westco. And we welcome, let me bring him on, Kirk Whittington. Welcome, Kirk. Good morning. Thank David, you, Sandy. Appreciate it. So happy you're here. Um, David, I'm going to turn the time over to you. I'd love for you to expand on our relationship with Westco and um, also on the topic today, interoperability. Yeah, well, for, thank you, Kirk, again, for being here. And, and uh, Sandy, thank you for that introduction. And it's good to have you, Kirk, on with us today. And, and uh, when Sandy mentioned our relationship with Westco, and we, we appreciate our relationship with Westco, but we all know you really don't have relationships with companies. You have relationship with people. And uh, Kirk, really, our relationship really has been in, in large part with you and just truly appreciate you know, getting to know you individually and, and uh, grow that relationship. Yeah. I, 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 true, I feel you bring a lot of insights into uh, this whole idea of interoperability because of your background and working in the ESCO world and working with Siemens and just really the, the, the experiences you've had in your life. And that's, that's a lot of what we uh, try to bring here on this podcast is just, you know, people's experiences in life and where they've come from. And, you know, Kirk, I heard a, a quote that talked about that, you know, it's ch challenges make life interesting, but it's overcoming those challenges that make life meaningful. And one of the subject matters we're talking today about interoperability is really a, a significant challenge that the, the industry has faced. And I think if you were to look at about any, um, you know, article on smart grids or microgrids or smart cities or all these terms we use, <clears throat> a common challenge throughout all of those would be this idea of, of interoperability. You know, and for our audience, uh, I would just say that really, you know, interoperability is all about the ability to create this kind of plug and play experience where, you know, assets, data, information is no longer siloed, but being used in a really, truly valuable way. Uh, you know, Kurt, before we jump in and, and ask you a few questions here today, I just want to, I guess, tell, share, set the stage for, you know, our audience today about why we're talking about, you know, interoperability as it relates to DERMs and VPPs, you know, distributed energy resource management, virtual power plants. At, at its core, it's all about assets and it's all about how these assets both, you know, consume power, produce power and how they work in an aggregate, how they work as a, as a coordinated effort versus independent, we call it point solutions. And one of the things we've really prided ourselves on is trying to create that platform that, that creates that interoperability and creates it in a, in a real-time way, which when it's all said and done, it's about data. I've always believed that as a utility industry, we're moving from managing electrons to managing data. And I say that because there's a, a book that I really would encourage our, our um, audience to, to potentially read, and it, it's entitled The Digital Transformation Playbook. 
And in that book, Kirk, just to set the stage here, it talks about how important data is and how we've moved from, you know, certain aspects of data to where we're at today. And I'm just going to mention uh, three or four of those. One is the, the challenges of data was, has in the past been a lot about storing and managing, but today really it's more about uh, turning it into valuable information. You know, the focus is no longer, hey, can we store it? Can we manage it? Uh, in the past, it's been, you know, can we uh, make use of structured data? And today we're talking about taking unstructured data and increasing usable value of it. So interoperability is a lot about that. And then, you know, it's it really is in the past been about can we use data for optimizing processes? And today, really, it's all about data being an intangible asset for value creation. And so when I say that, moving from, you know, about processes to value creation, I say that because that's really what a DERM and a VPP is. It's about creating new business constructs for value creation. And so I say that because I want our audience to kind of understand why we, we feel interoperability is such a critical element and such a critical point. But what we'd really like to kind of hear from you today, Kirk, as we think about this interoperability from, from your aspect, uh, could you share with us a little bit of just, first of all, your perspective about interoperability? Well, thank you again. Thank you, Sandy, and for David for inviting me to be on here. Uh, it's obviously a, pl a pleasure and honor to be on here. The interesting thing about what you just said and how you framed that, David, uh, you can imagine my mind went in a lot of different directions. However, the the thing that you know, I came from the ESCO world with Honeywell and with Siemens, and their whole goal is to look at a facility or a campus or a city or university and see exactly what improvement measures need to be made. And the thing, some of our discussions have always been around siloed different solutions. And, you know, those companies have to look at a holistic approach and they're guarantees, guaranteeing savings. So they look at each individual piece and look at lighting, look at water, look at HVAC type of improvements, and they have to guarantee each one of those. The interesting thing about technology in my mind though, is that none of that has ever really been tied together. You've had building automation systems that tried to tie in lighting and building and uh, HVAC, but there's so much more to it. And that's the part that really has opened my eyes with what NX can bring to the table is that you start back at the utility. You look at the supply and you see where the um, electricity is coming from, how all that ties together with the substation, how it ties together into each individual building on a campus. Let's say it's a university that has 100 buildings on it. How is all that truly tied together? with transformers, with EV charging, with solar, with all those different pieces and parts, not just a smart building, but a smart whole infrastructure of what you have with this end user. That's the huge value that I see. And then also the other thing that you're looking at with an ESCO side of the table is your savings. So when you can reduce the demand and reduce that demand curve by 30 to 40 percent game over that is fantastic and that is truly the differentiator that i believe that nx can bring to any project any city any university k-12 schools whatever so 
you know, I could go on and on, but truly to me, that is the big picture that I saw of what interoperability is. And, you know, realistically, five years ago, technology was not there. It couldn't do all this. And truly humans have made, you know, when you're, when you're forced to do something, humans come through almost every time. And this, the technology and the uh, innovation has gotten it to where it really is today. So I'm, I'm excited about where we are, uh, not just with uh, this industry, but with all the solutions that Index can bring to the table. So we're just happy to be part of it and happy to be part of the ecosystem with this. So. Well, thank you, uh, Kirk. And, you know, Kirk, one thing as I listen to you that I really do appreciate about you is that you are always thinking about value, return on investment. I hear that in you so often, and, and it's easy to get almost enamored with the technology and to the engineering component yeah. of it and the technology side of it. And sometimes we really don't drive home, you know, kind of the real why. And the real why is that value right. you spoke to. Because, you know, we need to make sure that people understand that, you know, buying cool technologies is not what this is about. It really is about, as you just described, you know, creating those savings as such. And, you know, and, and on that point, Kirk, I mean, we're, we're very uh, excited and, and proud of our relationship with Wesco and, and have such admiration for what, Wesco represents in the market, and of course, in a day uh, in a day of where we're at today, uh, supply chain management, you know, having access to assets mm -hmm. and so forth. Could you speak to that a little bit about? You know, I, I really, you know, want you to share with the audience just how valuable what Wesco provides in this realm of supply chain management. If you're talking about a utility or talking about a city. You know, speed to market, speed to getting those different products to an end user is everything. And then the interoperability of each one of those different parts and pieces is so important that they actually fit into the marketplace of exactly what your uh, NX is actually bringing to a project and making sure that even before something goes down, you know, transformers have such a long lead time right now and being able to pre-order and make sure that the supply chain is there and not having to wait a long time for a uh, particular part, a generator or solar, or any of these pieces, you know, you've got to make sure that supply chain is up to speed. And, you know, Wesco is a world leader in that specific thing. So we're, I'm very honored to be with this company and it's just really a, a positive thing that the supply chain is, is what we, focus on and I believe a huge value to our end user customers. So. Oh, most definitely, Kirk. And I tell you, we, we appreciate that as well. And I think for those that are looking at microgrids, which means I'm creating a compact or they're looking at smart circuits or looking at smart cities. You know, one of the things that, you you know, we've we use kind of as a statement here is this idea of generation to toaster. And I don't know of any company yeah. uh, out there that can provide you know, uh, you know, whether it's utilities, whether it's uh, CNI customers, whether it's cities, that kind of generation of toaster access. And, you know, one thing, Kirk, kind of as we wrap things up here, you know, one of the goals we've had collectively has been to kind of create this intelligent marketplace within our platform that exposes right. not just this, you know, supply chain, but even in terms of compacts. If you're looking for a public safety power management, a wildfire solution, you know, we've been able to work with you in bundling that. So it makes it easier for people to, to have access. If you're looking for a smart circuit, if 
if you're looking for a microgrid, if you're looking for a smart building. <clears throat> and I just think those are tremendous. And that gets back to that interoperability within that compact, uh, that compact solution. So any last thoughts about that intelligent marketplace concept and, and solution, Kirk? Well, yes. Um, you know, one nice thing that your team actually did with our team is to break it down into different segments and the different segments that we have really got our arms around now is the grid interactive controller, the, you know, the solar piece, the building automation, the, um, all of the different parts and pieces. I think there are like six different segments that are, we're actually providing for your end user customers, which has been phenomenal. I think there's 170 different line items that, that we're actually being able to provide in this intelligent marketplace first, as far as the core products, and then the thousands of over 30,000 other products that we can bring if needed. But it's, yeah, the, the inter, um, intelligent marketplace is just, the, the concept is great, but the actual reality is even better. So we're, we're excited to be part of this. And just to show the lead times, to be able to order online, to know that you've got you know, a transformer that, you know, I need to go ahead and get on, on shelf, on stock, um, let's say 50 more of those. And we can make sure all those are because you've got a pre-order and you got to make sure everything is, is done at the right time, at the right place. And that's what we help with. So it's, it's really positive. Well, Kirk, it's been great having you on here. And, and as we knew you would do, you provided some really great insights to, uh, to those who are listening. And, and uh, just uh, really appreciate you, Kirk, your friendship. Uh, I would really encourage anyone that has need for, you know, uh, assets and for a resource in this, this uh, energy market to contact uh, Wesco. They're a tremendous partner for us. And we're looking forward to the journey ahead with you, uh, Kirk. And thank you again for your time today. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you. I, I, could, I couldn't say it any better, David, so I'm just not going to. But thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time. <laughs>